This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, I'm along with Paul Stone of Paul Stone Sports talking some college hoops in a big ready to get into that part of the year. Now, Saturdays are chock-a-block with uh, college basketball action. Paul, you making a transition from college football to college basketball? Yeah, pretty much. You know, I, I began the transition back in uh, early November. Uh, maybe not the transition, but allotting uh, some of my time that had previously been fully committed to football to college basketball. So, uh, you know, it's, gosh, we're already two months into the, the college basketball season. But now with the national championship game being this Monday, the 9th of January, once that game is uh, is played, you know, our full attention will, will shift to uh, college basketball as well as the attention of many of our listeners out there. All right. Uh, you know, you had a, a, a nice bowl season as well. Uh, boy, we both had a, a nice bowl season. So uh, that was a, a, a really good as well. We'll talk about that a little bit later on a, a conversation with uh, Bruce Marshall. Uh, but let's uh, start with uh, your, your three picks, and then we'll give some opinions on some other high-profile games. But right out the shoot, uh, noon Eastern tip-off on ESPN in um, in uh, um, Stillwater, Oklahoma, at Gallagher Ibar Arena, Oklahoma State, the Pokes are one point favorite over Texas. Now, Oklahoma State nine and five on the season, Texas twelve and two, um, and of course, the big story with uh, Texas is Chris Beard no longer being a part of it. And you think about Chris Beard's teams, you think about really physical, hard nose, bang the glass, defend. You don't think of giving up. 116 points in regulation. I know Kansas State shot well, but they're not scoring 116 if uh, Chris Beard is on the bench there. So started with a scare against Rice's first game, and then they took care of business against lesser foes. But that's alarming, to say the least. 116, no overtimes in regulation. Oklahoma State lost a tough one by two at Fog Allen in Kansas. Now they come back here taking on uh, the uh, Texas Longhorns, projected to be favored by one point. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the game uh, against uh, West Virginia. Texas, just kind of a a statistical oddity, Texas scored 63 points in the second half, and they failed to cover the full game point spread by more than 20 points. You score 63 points and a half, and you failed to cover by more than 20 points, so that's pretty unique. But this Texas Longhorn team, I mean, back on December 6th, they were riding high. They were ranked number two nationally in both major polls. Uh, getting ready to play uh, Illinois there at at Madison Square Garden on December 6th. They actually lose that game. But since that point, just over the past month, you know, to say things have been somewhat 
tumultuous for the Longhorns would be putting it quite mildly. Uh, six days after that loss at, at Madison Square Garden to Illinois on December 12th, Chris Beard, uh, the Longhorns' second-year head coach, uh, arrested on domestic violence charges. Uh, as you indicated, he remains indefinitely suspended uh, as the Travis County District Attorney's Office uh, continues to review the case and determine whether it will prosecute the case against Beard. Uh, so this is an embattled Texas team uh, with an embattled head coach. Rodney Terry, Terry has been a head coach before, uh, but he's not Chris Beard. And I think they're playing without their their leader. Uh, you know, it's a team that, you know, is predicated on defense. And they give up 116, as you said, to West Virginia. This is a Kansas Oklahoma State. State. Mean, Paul. Okay, against State. Kansas yeah. State, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about the, the West Virginia team. But uh, th- this Oklahoma State team, as you mentioned, they, they lose 69-67 there at Allen Fieldhouse in their conference opener. But they led Kansas by 17 points in that game on the road at one of college basketball's most difficult uh, venues. So this is a good Oklahoma State team. Uh, they, they win by seven, I believe, at home. Uh, earlier this week, and I believe that was against West Virginia to yes. even their <clears throat> conference mark. Uh, but this is a Cowboy team that's improving, and I think this is a Longhorn team that is searching. They're reeling. Uh, they're leaderless, I think, in, in a way. And I like Oklahoma State. They're very tough there uh, uh, at Gallagher-Iba there at, uh, in Stillwater. I think Oklahoma State defeats the, uh, the Longhorns there early Saturday uh, in Big 12 action. Yeah, I like them, and I think Texas is a team maybe to, to look to fade uh, consistently. And it just it just tells me that uh, I mean the interim coach. Uh, I mean you don't you don't give up 116 points uh, in regulation if you're being the coach as hard uh, as uh, Chris Beard would do that. They would tell him, you know that you know at Texas Tech, uh, my program's not for everybody. Uh, you know we demand a lot, and so. Kind of uh, a little bit uh, like uh, you know, a little bit maybe Bob Huggins or Frank Martin and some of these coaches that absolutely demand uh, 100% effort and intensity on the defensive end. So 116 was a lot. So Oklahoma State got that win at home against West Virginia, favored by one uh, at home there. All right, now, Paul, you're going to have to help me on this one. Boy, you're digging deep. For this Stephen F. Austin in Grand Canyon. Nobody can break down uh, Stephen F. Austin in Grand Canyon like Paul Stone Kim. Um, Stephen F. Austin, both of these teams with winning records, with nice records. Stephen F. Austin at home projected to be a two-point favorite. You know, these are two of the uh, the co-favorites or tri-favorites, if you will, in the Western Athletic Conference uh, this season. New Mexico State, uh, the defending champion, was picked to finish second in the conference in the preseason poll behind Grand Canyon was Stephen F. Austin, picked uh, third. SFA off to a 3-0 and start uh, in conference play. They defeated New Mexico State uh, there in Nacogdoches last night, Wednesday night, uh, January 4th, defeated uh, New Mexico State 69-60, to and now they get Grand Canyon uh, at home Saturday afternoon. The Lumberjacks, they're, they're a tough out under uh, veteran head coach Kyle Keller. They're especially tough there uh, at home in Nacogdoches. They beat Grand Canyon in Nacogdoches last year in that game. Uh, Dan Marley, um, the former NBA star who is Grand Canyon's head coach, uh, he didn't coach due to an illness, just kind of a, as a side note. But I like this SFA team. They're getting healthier. They've had some players kind of in and out of the lineup. But I think SFA, even though they were picked third in the uh, preseason, they're a sneaky good team. I think they might win the WAC this year. 
But I like uh, Stephen F. Austin laying two or less against Grand Canyon Saturday afternoon. All right. We'll get to your, your, your ranges after the, uh, the three picks and see exactly which your range would go, uh, depending on the spread, as these lines may fluctuate uh, coming in uh, to Saturday. All right. And then three o'clock, uh, 4 o'clock Eastern on ESPN, uh, ACC battle and Pitt hosting Clemson. Uh, Pitt is two and a half, projected to be a two and a half point favorite at home at the Peterson Event Center. You know, don't look now, Jimmy, but Clemson and Pittsburgh, uh, who meet obviously Saturday in the Steel City, they sit alone atop the ACC standings currently uh, with identical 4 and 0 marks. So they are wow. heading up the conference, both extremely surprising in the preseason ACC poll. Clemson picked 11th in the 15 team basketball league. Pitt, they were tabbed 14th, only ahead of uh, Georgia Tech in the preseason poll. Wow. Uh, after finishing with a losing record uh, in his first four seasons there at Pitt, uh, their head coach, Jeff Capel, uh, the former Duke star, he really has the Panthers rolling. They're off to that 11 and 4 start, as you mentioned. Pitt coming off back to back home victories over a pair of uh, pretty much college basketball blue bloods. They yeah. beat these teams both at, at home nationally ranked North Carolina and Virginia, trailed in both of those games. They trailed, first of all, North Carolina by nine points with less than 12 minutes remaining, come back to win that game 76-74. And then this past Tuesday, Pitt trails Virginia by as many as 13, but again rallies for a 78-75 victory. This team is energized. The city's even starting to get into this Pittsburgh uh, basketball team. I'm going to continue to ride Pitt until they show me something different. I look for them to defeat Clemson on Saturday. I can tell you what, uh, that Peterson Event Center is one of the coolest um, uh, arenas on campus. Big glass atrium on one side overlooking one of the more picturesque, uh, scenic uh, views of the campus. Uh, You may see on courtside suites. Not jacked up, you know, kind of in the you know the upper level. So one of the real state of the art uh, facilities uh, in uh, college basketball, and uh, Brad Barnell doing a great job uh, at Clemson as well. How about that? Would not uh, would not have thought that. And uh, so Pitt uh, minus a two and a half against Clemson. Paul, let's get to because you know we're doing this a little bit ahead of time, so these lines may go a little bit, and then over the course they do anyway, but. Oklahoma State minus one, would you take it up to what? What's your range on that one? I, I take it up to two, Jimmy. I, okay. I don't think I want to ask Oklahoma State to win the game by, by three points or more. Okay. So I would certainly feel comfortable taking Oklahoma State up to minus two. Stephen F. Austin minus two, what's your range there? You know, I, I would go up to uh, two and a half, maybe three, but certainly okay. no more than three with the Lumberjacks. Okay, and then Pitt. Pitt, uh, you know, I think we referenced minus two and a half. I would take Pitt up to three. Again, okay. Clemson's playing uh, well uh, as well as the Panthers. So don't want to ask them to win that game by, uh, you know, any more than than three points. So Pittsburgh up to minus three over Clemson. Okay, let's look at some of the other high-profile games on Saturday in college basketball. We'll start off with another. you got a really nice Fox uh, doubleheader that starts at noon central. Uh, UConn, as high as number two in the country, but now they have lost two in a row, uh, and both by double digits at Providence and at Xavier uh, against the Creighton Blue Jays. We're projecting this line to be about nine-point favorites at stores uh, at home, a home game for UConn. Um, speaking of Creighton, they had a great run to the finals of the uh, of the Maui Classic, 
and lost a heartbreaker to a, a great team uh, in Arizona. Had an unbelievable semifinal game against Arkansas. Then they hit the skids. They lost that game against Arizona, went to Austin when Chris Beard was still there, lost to Texas. Then they started losing to Nebraska. It's a six-game losing streak for Creighton. They've won three in a row now. Are they back? So UConn at home looking for a win here, laying nine against the Blue Jays at Creighton. Yeah, this UConn team, you know, they, they ascended to as high as number two in both major polls. But uh, as you indicate, uh, they, they in, enter this key contest on a two-game losing streak after losing at Providence 73-61 on Wednesday night. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, this Creighton team, you know, they began the year with uh, great hopes, began the year number nine uh, in the uh, preseason polls. But they played that ex- extremely uh, rigorous non-conference schedule had the six-game losing streak uh, roughly from Thanksgiving to Christmas that you referenced. They've righted the ship, you know, slightly, as you mentioned, with three straight victories. Those victories, though, over lower division Big East teams. Creighton, though, only nine and six. Uh, but one thing I like here, looking at the Blue Jays, even though this is a wounded UConn team, the fact that Creighton beat UConn twice last year. They beat them by two points. Uh, at home, I believe, and four points on the road. So they have the the recipe to defeat the uh, the Huskies. Conference play can tend, you know, to tighten things up a little bit. So if I can get nine points or better, I'm going to take Creighton uh, over UConn. All right, uh, so Creighton uh, plus the nine there. Um, the other half of that doubleheader on Fox, so right after it, Michigan and Michigan State. And um, – Michigan State has now won five in a row after a, a rough start, uh, ten and four now over the uh, for the year. They were five and four uh, at one point. Um, Michigan hit a low spot because Central Michigan. That's one thing to lose to a MAC team, but Central Michigan is not that good, and they lost to them. But they bounced back with two double digit wins against uh, Maryland. They blew them out, and again against Penn State. Penn State game was weird on Wednesday night. Uh, I think it was a a, a three point lead for Michigan. They go on a no tie game, tie game. Michigan goes on a fourteen nothing run. The Penn State answers with an eleven nothing run. Settles down. Hunter Dickinson's got a bloody nose, and man, it took a while to clean up the court and everything else. But you're gonna not gonna knock him out of the game uh, with just a bloody nose. And they go on to win uh, by double digits against a game Penn State team. This is at home in East Lansing, so at uh, Sparty here. And going to be around four and a half, five point favorites, Paul. Yeah, I mean, this Michigan team, first of all, you know, they were reeling. You know, they needed, uh, they came out uh, like a house of fire against Maryland, uh, jumped out to a big lead early in that game, uh, and then win by 10, I believe, against uh, Penn State. Uh, And Michigan State, as you indicated, you know, they're going to get things. uh, you know, in the in the right order under Tom Izzo uh, at, at some point. So this is going to be a, a strong team. I don't have a great opinion on the game. I, despite the Wolverines uh, bounce back over the last two games, I'm not a huge believer in Jawan Howard on the bench. He's, he's not one of my favorite uh, college basketball coaches when it comes to, uh, you know, the team performance in relation to their overall talent. And certainly that, uh, you know, plays into the betting line and how they perform against the spread as well. I think they're a little bit erratic. They've obviously been up and down. And you mentioned uh, losing to a MAC team, just an inexplicable defeat. They'll be ready to play the Spartans. But this will be one I'll probably be uh, on the sideline just watching. 
All right. Uh, so I like Michigan State a little bit, uh, minus five. I go up to uh, minus six, and that's it. Uh, but yeah, I think. Hey, who knew Izzo time was in January? Now, huh? They're on. They're surging now. You know, maybe as he gets older. You know, when we get older, we go to uh, dinner reservations earlier. Maybe Izzo time is creeping up a little bit earlier as well. They have really responded after dropping their uh, conference opener uh, at home to Northwestern with five in a row. All right, good one here. Uh, Baylor and boy, how about TCU? Uh, grabbed them, stole that one. A couple of Kiga left uh, left corner threes uh, to uh, tie the game and win. In the game uh, against Baylor at Waco. Now they bounce back against that high-flying Kansas State team, fresh off of that 116-point win, 16-point um, performance at uh, in Austin. Now Baylor, five, 6 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN. Baylor projected to be about 5.5-point favorites at home against the Kansas State Wildcats. You know, Jamie, as sports bettors, we obviously, one of the things we have to guard against is recency bias. Uh, but man, you know, Kansas State, d- despite, you know, Texas's poor defense, Kansas State was so impressive and had been leading up to that game, but really impressive in Tuesday's 116-103 victory over Texas uh, there in Austin on the road. And, you know, going into that game, and I guess still today, to be fair to the Longhorns, Texas considered one of the better defensive teams in college football. But in that game, the Wildcats shoot 60% from the field. Uh, they hit 13 of 24 three-pointers. They hit 31 of 33 free throws. They've got a 5'8 guard, Marquise Knoll. He scored against the Longhorns 36 points, six three-pointers. Just a great offensive performance. Obviously, it's going to be difficult to sustain that type of performance. And I think it's going to be really difficult since they're facing a Baylor team that has its backs you know, firmly against the wall uh, now that they've started the conference play 0-2 after, as you mentioned, losing at home last night. 88-87, to 87. and in that game, Baylor led TCU by as many as 17 points in the first half, so really let that one slip away. Baylor's desperate. Uh, they're at home. Kansas State, you know, looks like the, the hottest team in the conference, maybe uh, it might be fair to say. Could certainly argue that, but sometimes people bob and I weave, and this is going to be one of them. Baylor's wounded. I would take Baylor at minus five or less against a really good Kansas State team. All right. Uh, I, I I agree with you there. Uh, 60% from three, not sustainable? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it's, uh, I mean it was – and look, Texas shot the lights out as well uh, in that game. And that just tells me that, I mean, a little bit of defense and they could have would have won comfortably. Instead, they get uh, routed uh, at home. A, sign, a warning sign for Texas. Keep an eye. Uh, on them. Well, two more to close it out in the SEC. First of all, uh, one o'clock Eastern tip on ESPN. Alabama in Kentucky. Bama sweeps the Magnolia State teams, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. So they're off to a 2 0 conference start. Kentucky gets routed at Missouri against a good, Colum- a good uh, Missouri team in Columbia. And then they win a gritty performance against an upstart LSU team. So Bama projected to be around five and a half point favorites against the Cats at home. Yeah, of course, you know, Kentucky uh, inarguably one of college football's blue bloods at the very top of the list. They're ranked number 24 right now in the coaches' poll, but I don't think they deserve that ranking. And they're, they're, not, they're not that good. They're a few notches below that. You know, I think that's more based on historical performance uh, rather than recent performance. The Wildcats in games played away from Rupp Arena this year. They've lost four of those five games, uh, those four losses all by nine points or more. 
Uh, you know, it sounds slightly odd to say, but Alabama's clearly the better team uh, between these two at this point. Uh, the only two losses by the Tide so far this year uh, were neutral site uh, defeats against UConn and Gonzaga, two teams that are still ranked in the top ten, so two teams that could make deep runs in the uh, NCAA tournament. If I can get the the Tide at, uh, you know, minus six here on Saturday, I think I'm going to be singing roll Tide and, and take Alabama over Kentucky. I'm, I'm waiting on this Kentucky team to show me something, and so until they do, I'm going to take the better teams uh, over the Wildcats. I, I will, too. I'll t- take them up to uh, minus six at uh, Bama at home against Kentucky. And you thought sort of that typical a learning curve for the usually very, very young Calipari rosters would be cut short because Oscar Shibway and Severe Wheeler were coming back. So you had a nice base to, like, let the youth kind of stuff. It has not been that way. I mean, they have, um, you know, it, it's not like they're rolling out with five freshmen. To play out there. I mean, she was national player of the year, and so that's um, that that that's a little puzzling right now. Hard to break a lifetime contract though, but in the SEC, they'll figure a way to do it if they need to. So, uh, no, one more in the SEC nightcap, eight thirty Eastern tip off uh, at Auburn. A couple of one and one teams in the conference. Auburn gets beat pretty much uh, gate to wire. Uh, at Georgia in Athens in that one. Arkansas lost their one road game and then came back and beat Missouri. Uh, lost at LSU, beat Missouri at home. So back at Auburn's uh, home court here in Auburn, slight one-point favorite. This is basically a pick em. I Paul, to me, Arkansas is not playing at the same level that they were in Maui. They were much smoother, much better looking uh, on the offensive end, especially. It seems like try kind of hit a little bit of a snag with their offensive approach. Missouri went to a zone to try and get them back into the game uh, on Wednesday night. But and we're playing at high. That Creighton-Arkansas game was high level uh, in Maui. So uh, Auburn, they're not what they were last year. That, that's painfully obvious uh, without Smith and, uh, and, and Kessler. Auburn, a one-point favorite at home. Yeah, and I mean, you kind of hit on one of my at the end, and both teams have been a little bit uneven so far this year. But Auburn, you know, they've been, in my mind, uh, certainly at least a mild disappointment to this point, ranked 15th in the preseason. But they really don't have any marquee wins uh, on their resume to this point in the season. And as you mentioned, uh, on Wednesday night, uh, last night, uh, as we record, they lose 76-64 to at Georgia. And as you mentioned, the game they were never – really in, and not a team that we're talking about, but boy, the Bulldogs under first-year head coach Mike White have really been – they've been game. They're not an easy out any longer. So uh, a big victory there by Georgia over Auburn. And then meanwhile, talking about this Arkansas team uh, last night on Wednesday, they trailed that game to Missouri by as many as 17 points in the first half uh, there at Fayetteville. They expend a lot of energy uh, coming back to beat the Tigers 74-68. to They played once again last night without their star, true freshman guard, Nick Smith Jr. He's only played five games so far this season. I don't think he'll play Saturday against Auburn. You know, this game I think is going to be minus one either way or pick. Um, You know, I think if you pick the winner, you've you've got the money here. If I can get two, which I don't think I will, I'll take Arkansas. Otherwise, it's probably just going to be a game I'm going to watch with great interest. Okay, not a strong opinion uh, on that one, uh, neither for me. But whenever the the close lines like that, and you know, Paul, that's that's the the 
the the consistency of your top three plays in Oklahoma State, South, uh, Stephen F. Austin, and Pitt, they're all home, and they're all very slight favorites. So home court advantage in college basketball. And I think it's, I think it's even more pronounced early in the conference schedule because so many teams are playing neutral site games instead of um, – I know that when – Arkansas went to LSU, it was their first true road game. When LSU went to Rupp, it was their first true road game and and some others. So uh, really early in the season, it's more pronounced. So again, me, I would lean toward Auburn at home just for those reasons. So again, uh, Paul's got Oklahoma State, South Florida. I'm sorry, South Florida. Stephen F. Austin. Oklahoma State, Stephen F. Austin, and Pitt. And then we uh, the added games, we both like Michigan State. To up to minus six, a uh, Baylor at um, at five, five, uh, five or six, uh, five or six or less. The Creighton, Paul likes Creighton at uh, plus nine, and we both like Alabama. I uh, like Alabama up to minus six. Paul at uh, five and a half. So that gets you caught up. Good to look, get ready for the college basketball season for Paul Stone. I'm Jimmy Otto, the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. 